Welcome to Effed Up Successes, the weekly creative entrepreneur's podcast about failing upwards and navigating the journey of authentic growth. It's 2020 and we could all use a drink. One of our favorite places, Walsh Family Wine, is officially open for guests and welcoming all of our wine sipping listeners to enjoy a chilled glass of vino in their shakily decorated space or open our patio. I'm so thirsty, Rachel. I love their I wine. I want to go to Walsh right now. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Reservations are strongly recommended, and currently they're not offering food, but that means you get to bring a picnic. Who doesn't love a picnic? What's I want better? Some charcuterie right pack now. Pack up some charcuterie and some sandwiches. Yeah. Pack the kiddos in the car. Get yeah. over to Walsh. Speaking of kiddos, all ages are welcome. The best. And dogs are welcome. Which is even better. Even better. Even better than that. Who doesn't want to drink wine and pet dogs? It's my dream. And even though it's hot as hell in Virginia right now, you get to go inside as long as you're wearing your mask, but they are limiting groups to 10 people or less. Bring your like couple best friends, put your masks on, get a bottle of wine to share. So again, remember reservations are strongly recommended and can be booked on the visit tab of their website, which is walshfamilywine.com. You can also go there to sign up for their wine club for sweet discounts and recurring wine orders to get you through 2020 because that's what we definitely all need right now. I want wine at a discount so I can drink more of it. Every morning, every night, I need a wine break. Sounds great. We'll see you guys at the winery. See you there. I like them. You like FBI guys? I do. I mean, it helps it. That's Megan's Oh, do you think that Connor is like your FBI guy, FBI? So Connor is Megan's hubby. Are we allowed to say that he's... Oh, yeah. Can we disclose that he's like... Like, how do We'll just beep his name. He's so hush-hush about it. I'm like, people are going to fucking know. We don't have to tell. We don't have to tell people if it's your husband. We can just say some guy that Megan's hooking up with. Right. They don't have to know. I mean, I'm I'm down to go with that. So You can name your own FBI guy. If you could like dream up like a... a Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Maybe Geronimo for me. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Or your Fluffernutter. 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 <laughs> Sandwich. <laughs> Why does yours have to be like the ne- like the evolution of mine? I'm sorry. I elevate like, everything. You're like the fucking Charizard <laughs> of my Charmander. <laughs> Calm down over there. It's always a competition with this one, I swear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How are I'm you? S- oh, God. I'm tired. It's been a day, right? It's been a day. It's been a couple days. I actually... Um, I, so randomly, the Charlottesville ASPCA called me yesterday out of the blue and they're like, hey, you filled an app, like a foster form a little while back. And I was like, yes. And they're like, would you still be interested? I was like, absolutely. And I figured they're going to be like, okay, we need to like have you come in for an interview and talk through with you and then like go through the processes and have you give us some blood work and sign a contract or whatever else. And they were just like, could you pick up a dog today? And I was like, I, I can come right now. Is that cool? And they're like, yeah, come on over. So I picked up a foster dog yesterday. His name is Little B and he's a seven month old pit bull. Um, super cute. I've been stalking your Super stories. cute little nugget. He did poop all in his crate last night, so that was super fun. As Although is tradition. Adrian woke up before me, so he, he had to deal with the brunt of it. Aw, <laughs> um, But his name is Little B, which, I mean, it's cute, but, like, I feel like there needs to be something else. So we we kind of ran through a couple ideas yesterday. I liked the name Burrito. Love it. It doesn't flow, you know, off the tongue as much, um, but I think we're going to go with... Manchego, like Manchego, Manchego cheese. Manny for short. Manny, I like that. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. 
Now I want a puppy. Yeah. How are you, how are you doing? I'm How's good. Life? life is, it's wild. It's been kind of crazy ever since COVID, you know, happened. Everything was super quiet. Now all of a sudden I've got people wanting to get married in like two days. So yeah. I've been dealing with a lot of inquiries on that, which is a good thing. Great. But I'm also, it's almost like I'm out of can't shape. Can't stop like, love. I haven't worked out in months. Right? I know. Like I yeah. can't run a mile. I'm like what um, is a wedding? <laughs> what's the, what's the proper what, protocol what here? What do I do? How do I deal with the vendors? So mm-hmm. it's been like, you know, just, it's been wild, so, which is good. It's mm-hmm. nice to get back, but I was hoping to kind of transition a little bit into it but I'm sure I've also had some more reschedules um, I just found out that one of my yep. November couples was postponing so <sighs> you know you take one you, you kind of lose one I so. never thought I would miss wedding cake and coffee <gasps> so I much know it I, I literally tell people all the time I'm like I do not like cake do not like wedding cake but it became this like weird tradition mm-hmm. that you didn't know you had where like end of reception obviously mm-hmm. I always wait to see everybody else gets their stuff whatever's left over in the kitchen mm-hmm. I go back there get my little slice of cake a my coffee, of coffee and it's like the first little jolt of energy from an exhausting I day thing. I do the same thing and I tell my clients yeah. I'm like I like look forward to it too I'm like excited yeah I'm like Ooh. I think my body is like worn down because it's like typically I have a routine like super crazy Saturday or super crazy weekend crash for a couple days but now it's just like you wake up and then what and then what do you do? You just sit at your computer emails. for a few hours. Yeah. And, and then more you emails. do lunch and then you sit at your computer for a few <laughs> more hours. FBI guys. And you do your phone calls. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's a weird, like, it's weird how exerting the energy at weddings somehow gives you more energy to keep going. Maybe just the excitement and the adrenaline of like more events, but yeah. I miss it, man. I miss it too. Fiending hard for some weddings. I'm jonesing. You got any of those them weddings I over can, there, Lenny? Okay, yeah, sure. I'll uh, pass you some of those crazy elopements uh, I'm getting. It's crazy. <laughs> Office puppy Megan, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. It's really hot. I it is hot here. I'm just like over the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm sweaty all the does time. Does it get super hot in the Midwest? Yes. It does. And it's even it's like more dry humid heat? Oh, than really? Here. Which is yeah. wild how, to me. How, though? Because it's just like wheat fields and horses. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It is more humid, though, there than it is here. It's wild. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Today we have a fun episode. I'm super pumped. I'm pumped about it. It's like human interaction without actually touching anyone. We have a human, <laughs> another human on the podcast today, yes. guys. Socially distanced, unfortunately. But also, because of the, the beauty and the magic of technology, we can talk to her because she's in a different country. A different country, guys. guys. I think this is our first guest outside of... The U.S. International. Right? Yeah. I love it. Uh, so um, today we have Sonia Reynolds of Hey RW. Um, super excited to chat with you, Sonia. How are you doing today? I'm doing lovely. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Crystal Perfect. Clear. I am so not a technology person. Good. So anytime I touch something like electrical, it usually explodes or does something that Same. I'm just not expecting. Yeah. I'm so, like, yeah. I, hi. So hi. great to have you. And you, I'm so excited. We were talking about, you are in Canada. I am. Correct. I'm sorry. I couldn't be from a more exciting country. I'm also no. like the Listen, boring like, part I, of Canada. I love Canada. <laughs> Canada is so great. I, you I've only for like a month at one point. What, last I was there year? last year. I went to Canmore and Banff a couple times. Oh, for, okay. Yeah, for right a wedding on. and then for visiting yeah. and then for, you know, just starting trouble. Um, but right it was on. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, so yeah, have you lived I'm... there your whole life? 
Yeah. So I'm actually, I was born and raised in Burlington, Ontario, which is where I'm currently living. I actually bought a house. So I'm, it's a pretty permanent situation. Um, but yeah, I had one of my best friends had lived in Canmore for a little bit as well. So it oh, is absolutely gorgeous out there. Such a um, we're like the epitome of suburbia out here. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So do you see yeah. like moose where you are? Is it like moose? Um, not where I am. We're a little bit south, but I go up to Algonquin Park and Muskoka, which is um, about four hours north of me. And there are tons of moose and bears and deer and Ooh. beavers and stuff. Okay, up so there. what you're saying so, is you don't ride a moose to the grocery store and hang no, and <laughs> on its antlers. No, no. Although I it's would one hundred percent. I just feel that. very disillusioned by Canadians. <laughs> I do. At this point. Well, we are like the dumpster fire to the south yeah, of we're, Canada. We're the meth lab. <laughs> but we want to know. There are sometimes. Yeah, I want to hear about Mounties. Can you tell me about like are Mounties like a thing that are like an everyday life there? So. In smaller towns, so the Mounties are the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yeah, and shout out. Yes, and in smaller towns, they are the primary law enforcement. Um, in bigger towns or areas, so I live in a region called Halton. Uh, so we have our own police force, and then we have the Ontario Provincial Police, and then the RCMP deals with like they're kind of like our. FBI, I guess. So do any of them legitimately do any of them ride mooses to work or are they just regular? Uh, mostly horses. horses. Oh, mostly horses. Do they do that Although, in the winter too or do they drive in vehicles? To make up for it, I know nothing about my own country. That's so. fair. Most okay, of us, that's yeah, fair. I, I chose that. Most so. of us live to forget about Very true. what happens here. How, how do you guys just, and I know obviously you don't speak for all of Canada, but do your best to represent your entire country because, you know, that's what we're, we're planning on for you. What, what do you guys feel about Americans just in general, either the COVID stuff or political? Like, do you, do you guys just not talk about, is it kind of like that thing where you have like, the drug addict cousin where you're like, look, I'm just don't, don't, don't talk about it. Yeah. Just like, yeah. just be nice to him at the barbecues. Like what, do, what do you guys Ooh. feel about us? So, Brutal you know, at risk welcome. of getting, at risk of getting all these DMs in, on my Instagram <laughs> being like, we're going to kill you. Um, so I actually, my in-laws are from New York and um, they are all very Republican. Okay. And so it's an interesting dynamic. So up here, as far as COVID goes, I feel everyone in Canada is kind of like, please keep the border shut. Mm-hmm, <laughs> let's, mm-hmm. let's not deal with that. Um, but I think overall, like, <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic for my country here. <laughs> um, I feel like we are looking forward to the November election and hoping that it brings about some good change. Although, I am so I'm not a huge fan of the two party system. Yeah. Um, same. Just because, you know, you, it's kind of like at that point, you're kind of like, okay, who's going to fuck up the country the least amount right. rather than who's going to do the best for the country? Um, but speaking for, I'm pretty sure all of Canada, we are all very big fans of Obama. Oh, we are also, so we, we miss him. Obama. We yeah, miss him a lot. We, I have a question. Yeah. So how do you earn yourselves 
a Trudeau? Like, how tell do you... Us, tell us how to get one <laughs> of them, Did you girl? just, like, wish him into existence? <laughs> we want one of them. We want one of them. Yeah, well, we had, like, Trudeau, um, like, the first version, like, beta testing with his dad, um, <laughs> like, a, a few a few years ago. And then we got him. And honestly, like, I'm a big fan of most of the things that he does. Um, I actually got to meet him when I was at school. <laughs> she just, like, <laughs> your mouth yeah. so gorgeous Did, like, person. bluebirds oh, my follow him and sing in the trees <laughs> when he approached you? Yeah, basically, like this hunky sort of guy that just kind of like runs our country and we all have no idea how we got him to be entirely honest. So we're a little jealous. We'd like to at least like borrow him. I don't know if you guys are like loaning him out right now or what. You know what? I've always said I really would love for Obama to come run our conservative party. So if you guys are willing to trade, I'm sure we can. Yeah, I think that would be, you know, I think we could find a... Yes, but on a serious note, because so my degree in school was actually in politics. So on a serious note, you get a Trudeau by using your vote. And if you are a young person, register to vote and vote. What did he say? I'm watching you. Vote or die, you guys. Vote or die. Yeah. And now Kanye is running president. Oh, my God. I think he dropped out. Is he actually running? Yes, don't vote for Kanye, but also... Also, I just I feel like I have to say this on air because I love listen. I, I love Kanye. I understand too. he's going through some stuff. Kanye I love loves him. Kanye. But here's the thing: years ago, years ago, I had had a conversation with um, actually a, a friend of mine who's a Canadian, Sasha, and my best girlfriend. Girlfriend. Well, her name is Sarah, but I call her Gurgle. It's a long story. We're not gonna get into it today. And I told them that. Chris Jenner is going to make Kanye kill himself one day. And they're like, don't say Aww. that. Not going to happen. And I was like, if something happens to Kanye, I need it to be known that I'm starting the conspiracy theory because it's not actually conspiracy theory. It's the truth that Chris Jenner did it. So I just want to put that out there in the universe. So it's there. Yeah. That's all. You also she put the plague a... out there in the universe and look at <laughs> Spanish flu. Anyways. All right. Well, speaking of um, <laughs> pivoting and changing topics, we'd love to kind of yeah. talk to you. Um, so first I want to, I, I do want to talk about pivoting, but first I want to talk to sure. you about your business name. So yeah. your business name is RW, Hey RW, right? So tell us a little bit yes. about that and what that, what the meaning is behind it. So when I first decided I was going to start a business, I had this running joke with my friends that I've done every job under the sun except for accounting because I'm terrible at math. Um, And so I've been in a bunch of different industries and I have a little bit of like, I have very wide reaching passions. And so my mom always used to call me the Renaissance woman. So I was like, oh, that's a perfect name for a company. So I named my company Renaissance Woman. I did all of my branding. I started my Instagram. I set up my email. And then two weeks in, realized that no one can spell Renaissance. (laughs) And was like, okay, time to pivot. And incidentally, there is actually a company in Burlington at the consignment store called Renaissance Woman, oh, and wow. they had spelt Renaissance wrong on their initial branding. <laughs> oh no! Because <laughs> it's so it's so hard. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you how to spell it right now. Yeah, that's fair. I, I couldn't do it. I, I feel like yeah. I could, but I'm not going to embarrass myself on. on <laughs> I should have a spelling bee on here one day. I'm Alicia. like, is it two N's or two S's or like what's going on? Yeah, so so and then I just yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then I just picture Ted Mosby being like Renaissance Fair, exactly. and then I just get even oh, more through that. Uh, <laughs> give me the chills. Amazing. So how long have you been doing your business? 
So, oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I launched officially in 2017, 2018, and then sort of have been going, you know, had periods where I was sort of like, you know what, fuck this, I don't want to do this anymore, because it's not going anywhere. And I feel, you know, like an absolute failure. And then times where I'm like, Oh, my God, everything's going so great. Let's like, keep pushing forward, do it. You have all these clients, you're the best, you're yeah. a rock star. Like, God, I'm so yeah. good at this. Go. Like yeah, exactly. Every day. Exactly. Owning That's a definitely entrepreneurship. Yeah. I literally, I think I was actually on a call with one of my team members, Mariah, after we wrapped up a phone call with a client. I was like, we're like really good at our jobs. And then like, the next day I was like, what are weddings? So that's, yeah. that's definitely in- entrepreneurship in a nutshell, I think. Oh, 100%. And also seeing people who are way less qualified, way less good at what Ugh. they do and yes. just generally assholes getting yep. clients that you should be getting. And you're like, okay, what the fuck? Preach. Like seriously. Preach, sister, preach. Yes, that's so true. That's so true. Like, yeah. I had that conversation. I was like, this is a conversation of like the first 15 you. minutes of yeah. every yeah. pre-recording. Yeah. I mean, it's true though that it happened. That, that I think is the biggest like boost for if you want to start a business or if you want to be successful and you're just afraid and you're like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a professional. I've been doing this as long. It's yeah. like, look at all the other idiots out there that are doing it just because they have great and tenacity and ignorance and they're just yeah. maybe too dumb to fail. You know, I'm, like Honestly, okay. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think blind and it's funny because I talk with my, some of my coaching clients about this who are women because they're, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, I don't think that I can do it. I don't know what I'm doing. Who am I to talk about this? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, do you know how many friggin' frat boys I know that applied Ugh. for like upper level management two weeks out of university we and just, got yeah. jobs? You just said the only it's insane. we don't say on this podcast, which is frat boy. Frat boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> we don't actually have frats up here. Really? Or we we do a little bit. Sorry, it's starting to get a little bit more of a thing. Um, just with like, yeah. Happen. But we, when I went through university, we did not have. So you guys don't Greek have Greek culture. Life. So no, all it was I'm not a thing. Is, we all joke about how nice Canadians are. Is there is this correlation causation? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe mm-hmm. someone should do a scientific Purdue study. Campus wouldn't science, exist but... without Greek life. I was not in a sorority, but like Purdue University is like, it's like top 10 for like Greek life. There's enough chicken in the world, Megan. Okay. How dare you bring that up off topic? What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the chicken company. (laughs) I got you. Okay. Awesome. So, um, so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your company, of course, what it is specifically that you do. Um, but then I'd also love for you to touch on, I know that you called yourself a serial entrepreneur, so I'd love to know kind of what other careers you've had and why this one in particular stuck. HairW actually started as a business resource for female entrepreneurs. So I actually had a team of women writing for me from all different industries, but I had a, a wedding planner, uh, a baker, um, I had a real estate agent and a professor and like a, a doctor all writing for me at one point. Um, and it just didn't, didn't really click. And honestly, it was sort of like, it took up so much time and I couldn't figure out how to automate it. So it just sort of like, you know, fell by the wayside a little bit. And then the feedback that I was getting from, you know, my readers and my sort of followers was that they wanted more of the business lifestyle thing. And they weren't super happy when it was someone else's voice 
uh, talking because they're like, well, I could just follow these people. So like, you know, a feature is great, but we really do want to hear from you more. So then I sort of shifted into kind of just a business resource and a business like blog and then shifted into coaching and consulting. So at its core right now, HairW, we do business coaching and consulting. So on the consulting side, mostly marketing, but sort of an integrated, um, you know, strategy for marketing and business development with companies looking to scale and looking at sort of a content and like heart driven marketing strategy, not just, you know, saying, Hey, here's our product, here's our product and spamming everyone with ads. And then on the entrepreneur side, I work with entrepreneurs who are looking to level up in their business, whether they're just starting out or whether they've sort of hit a plateau. Um, and sort of, I, I don't like the word life coach, but that's, I guess, kind of what I've become. And for SEO, it works out really well. Um, so it's kind of been a little bit of that as well. So it's sort of stuck because I get to work with so many different people in so many different industries. And being a serial entrepreneur and just a multi-passionate person, I've had the chance to work in um, like a ton of different industries. Like I've been a barista at Starbucks. I've worked in the film television industry, both on and off screen. I've been a writer. I've worked at a marketing agency. I've been in the fitness industry as both a yoga teacher and a personal trainer. So it's kind of given me an opportunity to look at different industries and be able to stick my hand pretty much anywhere and be like, okay, here's what we're going to do moving forward, let's, you know, here's a plan of action that's a little bit unconventional compared to the rest of your industry, because I'm not just niched into one industry. I love that. I think, you know, you talked about pivoting. I think now I understand when you met when you said that pivoting is like <laughs> really a part of like, your, yeah. you know, kind of your mantra, not mantra, but like mm-hmm. it's something that you kind of value as opposed to people being like, oh, I don't want to pivot. That sounds like I'm escaping or that I'm, you know, quitting. Yeah. So I think it's nice that that's something that you actually kind of like embrace. embrace yeah. yeah. And support. Yeah. Cause I think people need more of that. They need to know that you shouldn't just be so singular mm-hmm. in your thought process. Mm-hmm. I mean, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's oh. don't put all of your eggs <laughs> in one basket. Don't, you know, no. don't be super, super like one track minded or, or set your mind on one thing. Be open to the possibilities of other things and be able to kind of be fluid and flow and, mm-hmm. and change when you need to. Oh, for to. sure. And I think too, you know, like, and I see this more with women than I see it with men is they think that their business has to stay the same and be the same business model that it was when they first started five years ago. And, you know, I think back to five years ago for myself, I was 23 and I had no idea what the fuck I was doing and, you know, no idea what the world was. I mean, okay. At 23, I was engaged to be married to a terrible human being and now I'm not. So like so much can change in, you know, five years, one year, 10 years, whatever it is. So rather than looking at it as a failure, my one of my mantras that I use frequently, because I have to say it frequently is, you know, innovation through iteration. So rather than looking at previous business models or previous ventures as failures say, you know what, I actually from this one, I learned what a I don't want to do or what doesn't work. But also I took this little piece and molded it so that this business plan can work be more efficient, I can make more money and do less and then be more chill overall, and then find success that way. That's great. Yeah, I think that's great. Do you think that, you know, having kind of your your
insider view on all of these different things, you know, versus if I went with a, a strategist that might only have, you know, a singular view on the industry. Do you think that's something that really kind of sets you apart? I think so. I think the challenge that I've faced the most as far as, you know, convincing people that it's good to go with someone who's not niched to their industry mm-hmm. is a lot of the time the people deciding to hide strategists, oh, sorry, hire, not hide. Oh my God. Hire strategists. <laughs> hide her away. Hide them. Don't let anybody see. <laughs> um, they don't actually want a strategist to give them a strategy. They want a strategist to come in and say, you know, it's just the market right now. This is what we're going to do. We'll just keep plugging away, see what works. When in reality, I come in and I say, okay, we're going to take a look at what you're doing. And I'm going to tell you what isn't working. And we're going to figure out how to make it work. And I'm very upfront. I say it has nothing to do with you. It's nothing personal, but it's just facts. So we're going to take a look at the data. We're going to take a look at, you know, everything and then figure out the best course of action for your company, not for the industry, but the best way to set yourself apart is being unconventional. It's no longer enough to just have the best, you know, product because everyone has a good product. You can go on Amazon and find anything with the click of a button. You need to find something that sets your company or your mission apart from, you know, the general swill of the world. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I love that you said that that's something that you do. So can you expand a little bit and tell us kind of what your, your client process is like when you're helping someone sure. with their branding or coaching? Um, is it yeah. the same for everybody? Is it different? Like what's, is there like a specific formula you usually stick with? I got really ambitious at the beginning and came up with this whole coaching formula of like, Hey, week one, we're going to do this week two, we're going to do this. And then, you know, I'm going to move everybody through the same (laughs) coaching plan and it just hasn't gone that way because a lot of the time what will happen is I'll be talking to someone who you know is maybe a a smaller business and they're kind of looking to scale so they want just a little bit of consulting for you know on the marketing side of things and then they end up becoming a coaching client so it's really dependent on where you are in your business who you are as a person and what I found is a lot of it has to do with mindset So depending on who the client is, uh, we'll determine what work we do as far as coaching. I mean, if you know, you have a lot of mindset work to do, then we're going to take a look at your goals, but we're going to work on your inner, um, do the inner work first. And then, you know, you end up crushing your business goals outside of our coaching. Whereas if you've done the work and you just kind of need somebody to tell you what to do, give you a checklist, then that's going to be a completely different coaching process. That makes sense. I feel like, I guess people need to identify their need first before they come to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think, again, the biggest, the the first step is admitting you have a problem. Um, (laughs) Knowing when to seek outside help. I know I've kind of been going, I've been in that spot where I've been going in circles and, you know, you think that you know something and then, you know, someone will say, well, have you thought of it from this angle? And you're like, well, you're a dick because <laughs> I hadn't and you've known my problem for 30 seconds. So I think, you know, it's it's an interesting dynamic of kind of playing friend as well as, you know, consultant because you want to be able to connect on a human level and help them determine exactly what they need uniquely to them. I don't think you can go into every situation being like, okay, everybody wants a new brand, they want new content pillars, they want, you know, the scale to this, they want this, you know, this amount of clients, 
because everybody's business goals are different, especially for entrepreneurs. You know, sometimes they, you know, they want to grow the multi-million dollar empire, but sometimes they just want, you know, a creative outlet that they can make a little bit of, you know, side cash. So I think really talking about what their personal goals are helps inform the business goals. For sure. I think that's actually a really important thing to, mm-hmm. to remind people of too. We've talked about on the podcast before how a lot. <laughs> you, yeah, a, a lot of times how, you know, you could want to have those really crazy goals. Like you said, becoming a multimillionaire, doing all the things like knocking Jeff Bezos off his throne, which I mean, if there's, a, if there's a woman <laughs> out there that Bezos. could do that, I yeah. would just say yeah. go for it, girl. <laughs> Um, yeah, but and then redecorate and sage the fuck out of that. Right, place. right. <laughs> Pay your workers a, an actual living wage while you're at it. Um, yeah. But there's also people that say, hey, listen, I want to have a business where, you know, like I have a hobby. I love my hobby and I can no longer do my hobby because I willed 500 canoes and they're sitting in my yard and I have no more room for them. So I just want to sell them to share the joy with someone else or, you know, someone that has a small, you know, craft project or bakery or something that they sell at the farmer's market. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to necessarily become some huge empire if you don't want to, but figuring that out in the branding stage and sort of what you're doing from marketing, I think is really important to think about with your plan of attack. So I think that's that's a good point. Um, So why do you, in your own words, why would you say that, you know, branding is so important? We know it's important, but I know there's so many people out there that Mm -hmm. are like, well, you know, I picked up a logo on, you know, Fiverr and I DIYed (laughs) my own website. And, you know, why is it so important? And and what do you think, this is a a completely different question, but what, what do you think is sort of one of the most effective forms of marketing that maybe, let's say, like newer businesses can take or smaller businesses can can work on? Sure. So I think branding is sort of the first line of showing the world who you are. It speaks before you do, and it gives a chance for potential customers or your potential audience to get a feel for you before they actually hear you talk. I know if you're, you know, you're scrolling through Instagram or Instagram says like, oh, these are companies that you should follow. If you, I, and this is, you know, for me, if I don't, you know, like your logo or I don't identify with it, I'm not going to follow you and I'm not going to click through to your page. So you could be exactly what I want, but I'm never going to know because you're lost in this sea of, you know, a million other, probably more, a million other Instagram accounts and your branding isn't telling me who you are. So it's, you know, allowing people to connect with you before they actually know you And then once they're in, having that no like, trust start to build. But then also further down the road, if you own your branding and all of your content becomes ownable, then they can see it completely out of context and know, oh, you know, that's XYZ brand. And this helps because then you're not constantly flooding people's feeds with spam. You're not constantly selling. You're allowing your audience to get to know you. And I think that connection is what has been missing from marketing thus far. I think everyone says, Oh, sales is King. And I always like to like counter with, well, community is queen. You want to create a community that's going to yeah, yeah, do it. Ooh. And send me one. We will. We'll send you a million dollars. That's so smart. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, you're, yeah. I I love that too, because I feel like, you know, we had Krista on the podcast, Mm -hmm. our friend who's a, a, really talented wedding photographer Mm -hmm. and she kind of talked about the parallels of like 
you know, running our business and online dating. Mm-hmm. And mm. in that same way, I feel like your marketing and your branding is kind of like, what profile photos do you pick? Right. What's your instant bio? Yeah. Like, it's so important to have that first look, capture the attention of the exact type of person that you're, you're really searching for. And I mean, mm-hmm. literally for business or life partner, that I think that that's why the branding is such an important thing. Because I think we can all say like, you know, by the time we get to the point where we have a client on the phone or a client sitting in front of us and, and we're talking to them, it's like, oh, well, I can sell myself because I'm confident in what I do. I love what I do. They, I can discuss with them in person, answer any questions. But it's the gap between the client is out there and getting them mm-hmm. to you. Right. That's the hardest part that right. I think people struggle with. Oh, for sure. Well, and I think too, like for me, because I am an, like an anal retentive human, before I even make a call, I have already looked at all your competitors. I have already gone to all of their websites. So for me to actually call you means that I already trust and like you enough to spend time having a conversation with you because I'm not, I'm not good at like I don't like phoning people. It right. makes me very anxious. I don't ever order pizza. I make my partner do that. That's me. Yeah. I do the same. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> so I think that it's you know. For every person that contacts you, 50 or more have seen your branding. Interesting. So you want to have a brand out there that is ownable and that is consistent. And I think I'm going to move a little bit into one of the things I get really nerdy about with my clients as far as marketing and socials is content pillars. So making sure that you know exactly what you want to put on your socials, you want, you know exactly how you want to present your company. And then anything that's outside of that, you say, you know what, this doesn't go on our Instagram because not everything has to be out there. So if you have a product Mm -hmm. that isn't your best seller, it's not really, you know, your main thing. It's not what you do for the, the bulk of everything don't put it on your Instagram, have it on your website. If somebody asks about it, great, whatever, then you're fine. And you can talk about it, but there's no point in having it on your Instagram because it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So I think that's super important too. Sorry not to interrupt you, but I feel like a lot of us are like, you know, you skirt that fine line of like what to put out there on social, right? Like, do you put Mm -hmm. photos of your kids? Do you put photos of your dogs? Do you do all of this stuff? But like, I think it's super helpful to have a strategy there because otherwise, you know, you can kind of cross that line and people are like, oh God, I'm so tired of seeing this thing. Let's get back to like those awesome weddings or that, you know, Mm -hmm. that awesome, you know, baking project they're working on. So I think that is really interesting to hear that because for so long we had it ingrained in our heads, just like beaten with, you know, over our heads. I have to to post everything. Yeah, but you want to make sure, you know, like, so for example, if you're a photographer and you want to cater and you have a family and you want to cater to other families, then yes, be putting pictures out of your kids. But if you're not and you're, you know, you're looking in the, you know, you want to be a fitness photographer. Yeah, a little bit of your family life to show who you are is great, but you don't want to be flushing everybody's feeds with pictures of your kids. Not that your kids aren't cute, I'm sure they are. Mm But people who are looking for fitness photographers want to see examples of your work. That's so true. That's so true. It is true. And it's funny. I've actually noticed that myself. So I have, I also have multiple ventures. I am like, I started up a pottery company and my wedding, Ooh. you know, planning company and design. Yeah. And like, I will get tons of response when I post, post photos of myself and my family on my mm-hmm. wedding planning yep. side, just because mm-hmm. people have to work with me for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. But when I put my face like on my pottery, you know, Instagram crickets because people don't, really? they're, they're, yeah, because they're in like, they're looking for my product. I mean, it's not that it's bad, but like if I 
I couldn't post a picture of myself with my kid there you know, and have it be like relatable to people. But I think the difference too <clears throat> is that for weddings, it's a service that you're offering. Yeah. For the pottery, it's a product. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more personal when it's a yeah. service. People want to know the who more about behind you, right? the yeah. what. Whereas the product, I still want to know about it, but like maybe I want to know like who it is and then I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. I know who it is. Yeah. That's fine. And so it, what I oh, think sure. is like that's why strategy would come in handy for me because for years and years and years, I've been, you know, wedding planning posting you know more intimate details on on this and I was expecting to see that same kind of result on my my pottery page and it wasn't and so like just realizing that they don't always work mm-hmm. the same way but having a strategy to kind of move forward would be something that would have you know be of benefit so yeah like sure. more of like a like headshot session of like you actually making Doing the pottery, pottery yeah versus mm-hmm. just like a picture of yourself because I would be you more interested in being like oh She's working. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Except it's you and Billy, and, pa- and he pretends to be Patrick Swayze's <gasps> ghost. Yeah. Just cover him in flour. <laughs> can you? Can we do that with you and yes. I? <laughs> Except instead of Patrick Swayze, it's yeah, actually Steve Jobs. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Rachel dressed as, as Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I'll dress up this as the, the ghost. The black turtleneck. I'll one hundred percent be the abomination <laughs> that is Steve Jobs' ghost. Yeah. Um, watch my phone's gonna set my car on fire today. Um, this is as Rachel sits here with her. With my Mac computer, Mac computer. and my iPhone on my lap and my <laughs> iPad that I use for my tour. Yeah. I so I have a phone. Oh, you know, I am an Apple. Sorry, I'm an Apple sheep. I have the AirPods, I have an iPhone, I have a Mac, and I have an iPad. Oh, I we do. all do too. <laughs> Grudgingly so, though. Look, I, yes, I use only the products. Only I don't understand anything else. Yeah, I use the products, but I'm not fucking happy about it. Okay? <laughs> no, exactly. It's, it's only because I don't understand the other ones. Mm-hmm. I love it. So. <laughs> We always have, and I'll say this to the people listening, we always have our guests fill out like a little questionnaire and we kind of run through like fun tidbits. You mentioned that there is a show called Dragon's Den, which is like Canadian's mm-hmm. Shark Tank. This yeah. is wild to me, Dragon's Den, <laughs> and that you want to be on it. So I do. I just think that's hilarious to me because I want to be on Shark who Tank. Are, who are the dragons? Oh, same. But I just want to hang out with Yeah, Mark like Cuban. who are that's the power – right, exactly. Who are the powerful um, so dragons? Kevin, Kevin O'Leary, I want to say his oh, yeah. name is. He, oh. So he's the guy that his wife – like, okay, I shouldn't say this because it might be slander. But he was in a boat accident – and on Lake Muskoka last summer and his wife may or may not have been driving the boat allegedly. Oh yeah. So I was like, Canadian? that's Wait, why but did someone die? Yeah. He's from Alberta. I think I didn't know that. Wait, so he was back I, I could just be starting. Was, was there a moose involved? You know, <laughs> a water moose. Uh, there may have been cause they do swim actually on a side, <gasps> like a side note about moose. I was on a canoe trip once and I got stuck on a, like a dead moose. It was a skeleton, but like its antlers got wrapped around my canoe and I could not move. That is the most Canadian story I have ever heard. <laughs> is, that like the can- is that like the Canadian ghost stories you guys tell around the campfire? Because that's amazing. Yeah. It's not like the woman oh. in white. It's, it's <laughs> the moose skeleton. Yeah. So although they are menaces. Oh, are if you they? hit them with your car, if you hit them with your car, you're dying. Like you can't. There's no walking don't away from that. that don't hit the... Yeah. Don't do that. Oh, they just run out in the middle of the road, and yeah. they'll charge your car. They're just like giant squirrels. They're oh. massive. Like, I, I actually... I know a friend who... Um, to be a little lighter, I knew a friend who kind of was driving into a campground, and a moose was in the middle of the road, and it was rutting season, and the moose tried to charge her car. <gasps> that would be, like, the most instant karma for the people during the holidays that put the little reindeer ears on oh their car God. windows, Ooh, and their little Rudolph yeah. ears on the front yeah. of their car. You want to look like a fucking reindeer you deal with the consequences here is what you get yeah i hate those things you do it during the holiday season 
fine, but take it the fuck off when Christmas is done. It's Easter. Yeah. And you're still rolling well, around here. Then you put a, and not bunny. only that, but they're like dirty. They're all like covered in like road dirt. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. there's the, and then there's the people that put like eyelashes on their car, oh, yeah. like on their yeah. on their headlights. Sexual and I'm like, cars. Who, yeah. like who hurt Stop you? Stop sexualizing automobiles. <laughs> yeah. Like fuck. It's a thing. It's oh my god. It is. It. It's a thing. Or like a million it's also like or like the oh I am I I want to be one of those people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Only because I want a Jeep. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I feel like if you have a Jeep, you have to put stickers on it. Otherwise, I mean, you get kicked out of the club. But I, yeah, I guess I gotta get eyelashes, you guys. Yeah, I feel oh. like it, you have to. If you own a Jeep, you have to have the upside down. If you can read this, let me back. Over. If you can read oh this, please gosh, write me. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I just like the eyelashes. <laughs> Oh my the god! Magic. There's so many, so many cars in my town have it, and I'm just—it makes me so angry. Yeah, stop sexualizing uh, your cars. Yeah, it's like the John. I don't and like mustaches rolling around here. I mean, so. to be fair, Americans sexualize their tractors. That's so. true. Americans sexualize everything <laughs> because we're so repressed, right? <laughs> because we're all don't show your ankle. I'm gonna go have sex with my tractor. That's right. Yeah. Ooh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Put it away. It's distracting. It's distracting. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so back to branding after a fun little, fun little segue there. Um, so we talked about obviously branding and things. So I, I want to know from your perspective, obviously you're someone that knows this, you know, from your foundation, but a lot of small business owners or, or who listen to our podcast and a lot of those people that kind of are, are trying to navigate the waters of branding. Um, what do you think are three or just a few, if you can name off the top of your head, a few mistakes that people make when it comes to the branding or it comes to marketing, um, or even rebranding that you've seen before, um, other mistakes or like maybe even some important things that people should know about it before they kind of dive into it. All right. So I guess, um, off the top of my head for rebranding, if you have the means to do so, hire a professional. I think it helps to have an objective set of eyes when you're talking about your brand and moving forward. Because especially with entrepreneurs and especially with female entrepreneurs, we get so attached to our businesses that we don't want to cut anything out and we mm. don't want to... I had, a, I had a business mentor uh, once say, like, you don't want to kill your babies, right? Like, you want everyone to survive and live even if it's not working so oh my god I know. <laughs> that's aggressive that's why they were a business mentor not a life mentor yeah. <laughs> although I found it very funny but I'm an <laughs> asshole so it's fine um so yeah. making sure that you you know are if you do have the means hire someone to do it and be very clear about what you want say this is what I want my business to do this is what we you know aspire to but if branding isn't your zone of genius don't do it Smart. hire somebody to do it if you can um, I think the biggest thing for me is using too many fonts mm. and then not being consistent with your fonts I'm so guilty of that. Now, I have like crippling obsessive compulsive disorder so I think it, it could just be a me thing no that but makes sense yeah. So if I can't read what your branding says, I'm not going to read your stuff. Mm -hmm. So making sure yeah. that it's clear. I mean, the less copy, the better, like as a, you know, someone who does copywriting as well, you know, we get paid to say things with less words. So making sure that you're getting your point across without 
you know, going into so much detail that people just get bored reading, have enough to get them hooked. And then once they're on the phone with you, or once you're in a meeting, or I guess, like when we're allowed back outside going to a coffee shop, Mm -hmm. you know, then show them your expertise. Don't think that you have to, you know, give up everything in your initial branding. That's brilliant. Yeah. I I think, think, yeah, sorry. I was gonna say, I think we see that a lot too. Like we start out being super wordy and not knowing what to say. So we say too much and then eventually we scale back, but it's, that is a really helpful tip. I think Mm -hmm. it's like almost overcompensating. Like you're worried, like you want to tell them everything. Right. Like let me give them as much information as possible so they can really know how great I am at this. But then you're doing the opposite where they're basically like, okay, this is droning on and on and on and it doesn't really answer my questions and now I'm frustrated. Like it's the same thing when I look at a website and I'm looking for something really specific. If it's not in like Mm -hmm. a simple FAQ, I'm like – why yeah. am I here? I'm not spending more than a minute on this because it's exactly. just, I have no attention span. Which is something that I always tell my clients as well is if I go to your website, I want to get there in three clicks maximum. Yeah. I don't want to have to go through pages and sub pages and like, you know, yes, cutesy sort of like, oh, let's do this is fun. But make sure that Keep I can simple. get to the information that I want. Yeah, exactly. Keep it simple. I want to get to where I want to be because I have a finite amount of time that I can spend on this. And if I get bored and I leave, I'm probably not coming back to your yes. website. So true. I feel like it's it's almost like glitter. It's like a little bit of oh. shimmer. I can handle that. But if yes. you're just tossing glitter in my eyes constantly, I'm going to get real pissed off and leave. And exactly. That's like like a little and frivolous stuff fun. Oh, 100%. Like a little sparkle is classy. (laughs) Too much sparkle is trashy. Exactly. Oh, another t-shirt. That's actually (laughs) spitting words of wisdom here. She said a little, a little, we can just play it back. A little sparkle sparkle is is classy. classy. Too much sparkle is trashy. Yeah. Oh, man. Don't come to my house. There's like disco balls everywhere. I know. I don't know how I've survived being at your house, Lenny. That was it was still PTSD from all the glitter. She's still blind from it. I'm still blind in my throwing it in her face. Blind in my right eye. I think, you know, when it comes to branding, like just be very like don't try and be something that you're not. I think a lot of people when they, you know, as an entrepreneur, yes, your business is a business, but it also comes from a very human place. So making sure that you're being authentic about who you are and your branding and your marketing and, you know, anything that you put out into the world, yes, it'll be a polished version of who you are, but making sure that at the end of the day, your community and your potential customers can still see the human behind it. I think that's like, and it's such a simple thing to say Mm -hmm. but like it's more difficult than I think people realize yeah oh for sure that's super important because all three of us in the lounge here in the wedding industry first and foremost and so we're Mm -hmm. a sea of other wedding professionals yeah we all feel like we have to say the same thing Mm -hmm. and it's always such a struggle to actually shine like and tell people Mm -hmm. who you are because you know you're afraid to to be you yeah and so you end up branding for people that aren't really your ideal client not who you want exactly. to be. Exactly. You end up rebranding down the, yeah. down the line. Yeah. You know what my like Black Mirror episode of life is? Is Tell like me. we all have these like clicks in school and popularity contests and like social like peer pressure and stuff. That 
really doesn't go away. I feel it like doesn't. if you're in an office setting, it's you and your coworkers. If you're a business owner, you're comparing yourself to other business owners. Mm-hmm. So there is this crazy pressure to basically blend in, do what everybody else is doing. Oh, they had that idea. Crap, I should have had that idea first. Well, let me come mm-hmm. up with something else that's similar. You know, it's a lot of copying other people. And I, it's, oh, for sure. I, I think that, you know, if you can come up with really unique concepts and ideas that are true to who you are and who your brand is, which is kind of the foundation of the branding, then you will mm-hmm. be successful regardless. Like you will find your niche, you will find your client base and things oh, will come sure. much more naturally. It's, it's going to be a lot less forced than when you're trying mm-hmm. like white knuckling some concept of something that oh. you should be. Yes. Well, and I think a big thing too is especially for entrepreneurs and especially I'm hitting the female button really hard just because I see this a lot in my, you know, my women clients is don't strive to be the guru. Like, I don't think there's anything really new that's going on out there. Be a contributor. Your unique perspective and your voice is valuable in your industry, regardless of how many other people are in the industry already. And this is kind of why being an authentic person in your branding is so important because you, uh, from your perspective, you don't want to end up with a client that drives you crazy or that you, you know, is not your ideal client or you just don't gel. You want to attract people that you genuinely want to spend time with. I actually, I used to work for a wedding planner and, you know, there was sometimes where the brides would, you know, just not be someone that I would ever want to hang out with in my day to day. And I said to her, I was like, you need to be very clear about who you want to work with. And then that way you're not, you're actually enjoying what you're doing and you're not dreading your work because when we don't brand properly and we end up with clients that don't fit into our ideal client, we end up presenting our business and that's exactly the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have so many, like I love 99% of my clients, but 100% there's always that random one that sneaks in. There's always going to be one. There's always going to be one. But you know what? Those are definitely the moments when I realize I I take a look at my branding and I'm like, is it Mm -hmm. really like as watertight as I need it to be? Am I really like identifying the very specific client that I want? Right. Because like who I'm firing the bouncer that lit this one in, you know? Yeah. And also I think part of it too is when you're looking at who you're taking on as clients, sometimes it's a, oh, well, you know, I, I need the money. So I'm going to take on this client, even though I know right now it's not going to go, it's not going to end well, or it's going to be, you know, the bane of my existence. And for whatever reason, those are always the clients that sign up for like your tiniest package always too. And then they yeah. want all the all freebies and you're like, come on yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no. And it's so like relevant right now too, because people are like, just give me the money. Yeah. I need, I need money. Yeah. So I'll exactly. work with people that aren't ideal. And I, then you're like, yeah, hitting you your hit it. I was just talking to this. I just had a tasting earlier and I was talking about this with the rep there. I was like, you know, you would think now because things are difficult that people are kind of like, well, I wouldn't really take this person, but I'm going to because mm-hmm. I need the money. And I think for me, it's just because I'm a stubborn dick and I just, I'm really like digging (laughs) in my heels. But like now I think more than ever, it's especially the time to say, nope, absolutely not. I'm not going to put up Mm. with that type of treatment. I'm not going to put up with that type of disrespect. And if you want to work with me, this is what it is. Because uh, nine times out of 10, those types of clients, they don't give you respect because you don't demand it. You know, like a normal human being is going to respect you because, you know, it's the nice thing to do and they know that Mm -hmm. that's what it means to be human. 
with those particular people, you have to basically demand it from them. And and the weird climate that we're in right now, I feel like you got to double down and you got to just make absolutely sure that you're, you're taking the people that truly Mm -hmm. you want to continue taking because once you know, things are kind of said and done. And once we're kind of in some sort of semblance of normal again, you're still going to be probably working with these people right. or you're going to set yeah. the tone for how everybody else is too. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, and I think, you know, when I have clients that are saying, oh, well, you know, I need to take on this client because I need the money or because, you know, I'm just, I'm at my, I'm stretched to my limit, but I still need more money. I'm like, okay, it is time to double your prices. Yeah. Let's get more money, get yourself paid, and then you don't need to take on clients that you know don't line up with yourself. Exactly. And then that way, those people aren't talking about you because if somebody's giving you reviews and you know that they're an asshole, they're not giving you a good review. Nope. I love That's that. That's for sure. That's it's for all sure. Like super helpful. So great. Can awesome. you move closer? Can you have can you yeah. have yeah, clients <laughs> that are in Virginia? I know, yeah. Well, speaking I mean, of that, I do I can work Zoom. There you there go. go. I was going to say speaking of that, um this has been really great. I would love if um, you could kind of tell us a little bit about like where clients can find you if they're looking for yeah. um, your services. Before that though, I would love to know we always try to wrap up on some kind of a positive note. Um, or you can do whichever first and second, the order is up to you. Um, something that you're really kind of excited about, maybe like a happy win for the week or, um, even just some positive advice or gratitude or something that you'd like to put out there into the universe. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think through the whole sort of COVID fiasco that has been 2020, uh, honestly, my like favorite thing about this year has been my dog we got him in December and he has just been such a light and I don't think I would have made it through quarantine without him he's so funny he's just like he's the best honestly he's a perfect dog so that's sort of my guiding light as it were as far as you know just my day-to-day um but I have a vacation planned for up north in a couple weeks with uh with the boyfriend and I'm very excited about just getting out of the house. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm the type of person I'm very extroverted, but given the opportunity, I will just not leave my house for sure. a week. Sure. So I'm very excited to get out of the house and actually, you know, go into the world and Yay. not be at home. That's awesome. <laughs> very yeah. wholesome puppy. Yeah. I love puppy. Yeah. I, we need some wholesomeness. And right I'm going to ask real quick before you pop in with like how we can yeah, yeah. reach you. I always ask really stupid questions yes. of our guests. If you can wholesome be and wholesome and stupid. That's, that can, def- that definitely defines <laughs> us. It goes, that, that's me in a nutshell. Wholesome and stupid. If you could be any sandwich, what sandwich mm. would you be? Hmm. I know this is a real hard question. So, I don't actually like sandwiches. <laughs> um, I think that I would probably actually I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, oh, I, I might have bread today. What kind of sandwich do I want? I'm like very much simple, like prosciutto and cheese on like a French baguette. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That's the right yeah. answer. Yeah. Although it has right. to be gluten free because I'm, right. I'm a celiac. That's so right. I can't. I can't eat the gluten, so it has to be gluten-free. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like I knew that, too. What a shitty question to ask you. (laughs) I know. He's like, let me taunt you with your crib tonight. You don't like bread? Let's talk about it. (laughs) Would you like bread? We always joke that, you know, 
before I was diagnosed, like I hated sandwiches as a kid. And my mom always complained about having to make me like out of the box things for lunches. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, because bread was killing me, mom. Like slowly Aww. killing me, mother. It's crazy too, because yeah. now we actually know that it's a thing. It's and a real I just, thing. I thought about yeah. the t- my tasting. I was like, how many people were just poisoned for years before they oh, finally years. realized, you know? Years and years. Yeah, I remember a friend of mine in school was like, like elementary school she's like oh yeah my mom's allergic to bread and I remember being like that's stupid no one's allergic to bread <laughs> right, and then right. five I'm years later my water. doctor's like joke's on you yeah, yeah. have an autoimmune disease it's what you get for laughing <laughs> the person allergic to bread exactly well you'd be but a fancy gluten-free sandwich I love there that we go. yeah yes yeah I'll be I'll be all fancy with my gluten-freeness um, and or if we're counting cheeseburgers as sandwiches though yeah, I would sure. definitely go for a cheeseburger sure you could, do some... free. you could do like a lettuce wrap burger. Yeah, or, or like a gluten-free bun or something. Yeah. I'm kind of really craving cheeseburgers. Yeah. Is, that, is, is a burger a sandwich? Yes, Actually, I got into sure. a very heated Anything... heated debate at a wedding once about whether or not hot dogs were sandwiches. Yes. Hot dog is a taco. Damn. Oh. You're right. Oh, a hot dog is a taco. Three sides. Nailed that. Three sides is a taco. Oh. Two sides is a sandwich. All around is a calzone. She's clearly thought about this. Wow. You have her. clearly thought about it. That see okay, so this kind of like to wrap it all up. That kind of goes back to what I was saying before about having an objective perspective about a debate because this debate went on for an embarrassingly long time, and the only two sides were no, it's a hot dog, or yes, it's a sandwich because it's between two pieces of bread. Technically, it's hot dog is a taco, one piece piece of bread, but it's unless you've run out of buns and then you have two pieces of Wonder Bread or you're just or you're just poor like I was growing up yeah just wrap it it's the same my dad used to wrap hot dogs that's like you know a soup of cereal like a slice Uh of bread Uh you know it's like the same thing cinnamon toast did you guys have that growing up cinnamon toast crunch no No, cinnamon toast you butter and cinnamon did that destroy you so I didn't like I didn't like cereal growing up um we actually the only cereal I really eat now occasionally is Fruity Pebbles and it's only when we go down to visit our family in New York that we get it so I eat Fruity Pebbles like once a year do they have Fruity Pebbles in Canada no we don't have them although they taste exactly like Fruit Loops wait what about (laughs) Cocoa Pebbles no, we don't have those either. Okay, what is your breakfast cereal in Canada? Like, what's on? What's um, being advertised on TV right now? Tell I me, it's Lucky to do with Charms the is probably oh, a big one. Interesting. Um, and then, yeah, I don't, I don't really know to be honest. We have like we had like Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch, I think, was one. Um, and then we had Reese's Puffs, which is oh, big yeah. for a while. I see yeah. those straight out of the box. Yeah, and then the people, the good people at Vector came out and were like, "This is a healthy breakfast cereal." Mm. What? I don't think it was though. Do you guys not have Vector? No. No, What is that? Oh, interesting. So it's like kind of like a protein cereal mixed with like Kellogg's cornflakes and sugar. (laughs) It's it's really interesting and and not that healthy. The blue box that looks like an evil villain lair. Also, yeah, with Vector like the big V like on it. Name, right? Just Googling. I know, right? That's it was it. like they had all these like, I'm sorry, performance based ads. There's also, I just Google image search Vector and it's Trump holding up a cereal box like this. Like, oh, well, okay. Email. Then definitely Burn not. On that um, one. I also see Honeymade yeah. S'mores. Do you have S'mores breakfast cereal? Oh, not that I know. Honestly, I don't really eat it. Probably eat, <laughs> eat cereal. <laughs> I sometimes eat checks. That's a big one for me. Um, I like checks. Yeah. So checks. 
No, me neither. So okay, the fruit and yogurt one. Mm. Uh, what's oh, we your, we did have that. What's That's your opinion okay. on Tim Hortons? Oh yeah, I <laughs> so I'm a bad Canadian. I <gasps> hate Tim Hortons. You've never ridden a moose. You don't like Tim Hortons. I, know. I feel like I feel like I know. I feel like I'm not representing my country. For your first out of country guest, I am not representing Canada well. That's all right. Um, so in my very humble opinion. Tim Hortons coffee is shit. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I don't think I've and, had their coffee. I think I've had their breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. So I I used to eat their bagels frequently and then their donuts, but of course now I can't. Um, Can but their you coffee say is bagels just, again. Uh, just for me. Bagels. Oh my, oh my god, god, I love it. I literally that's how I we all just mouth that to ourselves. So now I, we're just like, oh my I god. I say that literally <laughs> okay, when so, I love that I so can't much. let my boyfriend hear this episode because he makes fun of me all the time oh, for the way that I say that. It's adorable. All the time. It's adorable. And, yeah. And he's like, you, you're not saying it right. We've spent yeah. hours talking about Absolutely it. Absolutely <laughs> saying it right. And tell him he can fight us. Yeah. If he he can come onto the podcast now. Oh, I so will. We can, we can fight him. <laughs> awesome. Well, where can it. people find you? Yeah. So I think the quickest way would probably be Instagram because I'm constantly on there. And it's at SayHelloRW. And then if you want to see some of my gluten-free culinary creation oh. it's gluten-free munja cake how do you spell munja cake for, uh so that is okay now you i thought we weren't gonna have a spelling sorry so spell renaissance no i'm just kidding yeah no worries uh, g-l-u-t-e-n-f-r-e-e-m-a-n-g-i-a C A K E, gluten free manja cake. None of I was not gonna <laughs> guess that. I definitely was not gonna guess that. I was I was saying yeah. it, and I was not gonna guess that. <laughs> yeah. So my my boyfriend's Italian, like very Italian, and he always calls me a manja cake because I like. Okay, this is. I like to eat ketchup on pasta. And what? Wow! I know it's so good how? though. Butter, Parmesan, and oh. ketchup. It is. It is so good. How does your <laughs> how does his Italian family feel about that? Um, I hid it for from them for like four years. That's fair. And that then, was the right thing to do. Yeah, and then he got mad at me at family dinner once because I so I I made a joke. Grandma asked when he was going to propose. And I made a joke of like, oh, he's never going to do it or whatever. Like, I totally threw him under the bus. And he stood up and he was like, yeah, well, she eats ketchup on pasta. <laughs> and he walked out of the room. <laughs> and I was like, incredible. <laughs> what did Nona do? Was she like, what does this blasphemy? Yeah. Well, so his grandma in New York, they're like from the Bronx. Like, they're New York oh, Italian. Oh, yeah. And the she was best. like, Adam. Adam, why did you bring this girl into our house and make us love her? That's like, hilarious. She was so upset. Oh my god, there, is there anything better than a Brooklyn Nona? I don't think there is. Honestly, like they're just they're they're insane, but I love them. They're great. So like, they're just so loud, just constantly yelling. So good. Well, I loved hearing more about you. I think that's super exciting. You had some great tidbits. Yeah, this, this is so was fun. lovely. Yeah. Thank you so much. I didn't realize I was your first out of country person. I'm yeah. very honored i don't think we realized it until we sat down and <laughs> called you so. yeah we're we're honored yeah. we're thrilled we're happy it was our neighbors yeah. to the north yeah. so thanks for we'll probably come move in with you yeah probably yeah. when i get a canadian passport i just want to we're gonna go to yeah. t- we're gonna come up we're gonna go to tim hortons 
We're going to go <laughs> to the park and see some moose. We're going to ride some horses. And we're going to yeah. talk yeah. about it. We're going to talk about it. But for now, Rachel and <laughs> I are going to go get a cheeseburger. And, some and work on our spelling. Mount. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> talk about Do it. Well, honestly, anytime you're in Toronto, Perfect. message me and we will get done, dinner done. and eat ketchup chips and all oh. dress tips and all the other ketchup I was Canadian in Montreal snacks. like half the year last okay. year, too. Yeah. That's what I forgot. I was like, I was definitely in another part of Canada. Yeah. I was like there for like three months. Yeah. Is oh, that where right your wedding on. Was? Huh? Is that where your wedding was? No, that's where the Frenchman was. Ah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ah. Stories for, ne- well, I mean, stories. It's just stories. You know what? Stories. <laughs> yeah. Stories. Just stories for my memoir. <laughs> right. Anyways, Sunny, this was so great. Thank you so much yeah, for chatting with us today. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, and we'll definitely, you know, keep in touch and, and we'll um, share this obviously with all of our listeners. And I think there's some really great info here for everybody to get. And um, we hope that you stay safe and are healthy and happy and don't get run over by a moose. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great time and make sure you all vote for not Trump. Oh, yeah. Here's my here's my PSA. As a Canadian, please don't elect him again. Fair. Thank you. Anybody Fair. who's listening. <laughs> and where can our listeners find us, Rachel? So our listeners can find us, obviously, at Instagram as well, at f.up.successes. They Never can off. email us directly at f.upsuccesses at gmail.com. And they can find us on the World Wide Web at f.upsuccesses.com. Amazing. Super fabulous. All right, guys. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.